0: Hi, I'm Peyton, I'm from Texas A&M, Texarkana. Um, A few of my classmates are in this Zoom conference as well. Um, One of the questions that I have for you is, you mentioned that climate change is essentially a sickness on our soul um, that we caused ourselves, which can cause it to be a pretty daunting and scary topic. Um, How would you recommend that we could bring awareness to the topic? and bring awareness to what's going on around us with the population around us without causing fear or panic um of the unknown and of the future
1: you see you you tell a person let's heal the climate let's make the world a better place you'd be able to probably arouse only a little bit of interest hmm? that's been the experience so far right we have Held all kinds of awareness campaigns in various countries through various agencies. So much has been written, spoken, but people do not seem to heed. Everybody is caught in his own world, in his personal problems. People have their own desires, ambitions, fears, and families to take care of and a life to live. That's how it's unfolding. So, what I'm proposing is don't tell people to heal the climate, tell them to heal. Their conscience, their life, their mind. That's something they would be far more interested in. Hmm? And if they can take care of their lives, their minds, their thoughts. The climate will be automatically taken care of. You will not need to bother so much about the climate. Because the climate change... I am asserting is nothing but a consequence of how we are on the inside, so let's treat the inside and let's keep the climate agenda a little aside for a while. When I say aside for a while, that does not mean that we neglect it or make it secondary. What I'm saying is you bring out first of all the 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 core cause, the fundamental cause behind the crisis. Secondly, you bring out that which is useful, that which will practically work. Hmm? A fellow is emitting so much smoke and is burning so much fossil fuel because he is not contended within. Can we display this to him? Can we we first of all understand that the entire ecosystem is actually constructed to feast on our sickness and our hollowness and our vulnerabilities? And therefore, one cannot rush to this system if one is uh, feeling unwell inside. If you go to the system that's, that feeds on your sickness, obviously it is not going to heal you, right? The system is not a doctor. The system is a predator. If you are not well, you do not go to a predator. That's exactly the condition the predator has been hoping for. You don't want to be seen in that condition. Not by him at least. So, so that's the kind of philosophical confusion that we have we think of the predator as the doctor and these things are simple to understand and they are very interesting because they concern our lives and when it comes to our lives we become attentive no look at the look at the quantum of self-help literature inundating the markets we want to be better we want to read self-help books even if they don't help Anybody ever, but we want to read all that stuff. No, somebody comes and tells you, You apply this kind of thing on your face, and your skin will glow, and you'll have lots of people who will uh, apply that kind of treatment. And we want to be better, just that. And if you want to be better, let's, let's help you be better. And an indirect consequence of the healing. Of mankind's mind will be that the climate will get better we do a lot to destroy the climate the climate does not just deteriorate on its own the earth's atmosphere has acted almost like an infinite sink since millennia nothing happened to it it's actually very, very vast. No? The atmosphere extends for a distance, a radial distance that's larger than the radius of the earth itself. So you can think of the volume and the mass of the gases that are available to absorb whatever emissions are there. It's just that the emissions have now... Uh, grown to an extent that the atmosphere is proving inadequate as an infinite sink Hmm? so if we can reduce our productive madness a bit Hmm. when i say productive what do i mean we produce these gases because we want to be productive people and that's a philosophy that's been taught to us that your self-esteem your self-respect Your self-image have to depend on how much you produce, how much you earn, and then how much you consume. You know, that's what you call as a good life. Now, we have a life to live and somebody has taught us what the good life is. And that's about it. That that closes it. That sums it up. If you're fundamental definition of what is meant by the good life is distorted then you have uh, nothing to be hopeful about because the very fundamental has gone bad it's like the foundation of a building uh, being hollow and inadequate there is no hope left now Hmm? so uh, and and there is nobody who does not know within that life is not good that we are suffering look at the incidence of mental illness for example Hmm? Uh, look at uh, uh, the number of people who are uh, visiting um, psychiatrists and mental health uh, institutions and there are, there are so many other indices that will tell you of how bad a shape we are in internally. So people know that they are not doing well. But they do not see an alternative. If we could show an alternative, it would sell and work. And I am not saying just hypothetically. I've tried this out this is what I'm implementing actually practically on the ground implementing every day and I have results to see and uh, I don't know I might be mistaken but I actually see this as the only hope because uh, people are very very difficult to teach or change if Their uh, fundamental concerns are not addressed. Hmm? We do not, for example, you look at the travesty, even in the sincere climate change discourse, there is very little emphasis on our food choices and how food is one of the principal reasons behind climate change nobody wants to talk about it because you know food is such an integral part of our life if you want us to make cosmetic changes probably we would agree but nobody wants his uh, his core food habits to be challenged huh? it won't succeed it won't succeed this way it's just not going to succeed if we are if we are unwilling to talk even even talk about the the principal reason that leads to the climate crisis Uh, do we really um, genuinely hope to succeed in tackling this crisis I don't see hope that way but if we can uh, if we can demonstrate that it's not about the climate it's about your life, and life not merely in the material sense. Life not in the sense that if temperatures will rise, then you will feel uh, discomforted. Life not in the sense that if temperatures will rise and uh, you live in a coastal city, you might lose your home and your comforts. No, Not in that sense. Life in the internal sense, life in the mental sense. The more you are agitated within, the more you are feverish within that internal fever is uh, showing up as an increase in external temperature Hmm? that that external fever is a mirror of the internal fever that's what we need to show and uh, then we need to hope that uh, people will be interested in uh, bringing down their internal fever at least
0: That was a great answer. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to meet you too. Thank you. Um, My final question in closing, um, what would be some sort of specific examples that you would give um, everyone in this conference and for us to give to people outside um, of ways that we can make a difference, even if it's a small difference in our carbon footprint? As a country or globally, if we are not major consumers such as yacht owners um, or millionaires or anything like that, so we don't fly around in an airplane all day, every day. But what are some specific examples of smaller things that we can do um, that would ultimate, ultimately make a difference um, in the long run?
1: I don't know whether it directly answers what you have said. But one example that comes to me is that You know, you go out and you find people consume and we said, uh, climate change is nothing but the imprint of our tendency to consume a lot. Mm? Consumption requires money and we all have definite amounts of money, limited amounts of money. That money needs to be put to the best use possible. Mm? So, can we can we raise this question? There are things, projects, causes, missions that are in desperate need of money. Huh? Why don't you put your money there? And if you put your money there, obviously you will have very little left to consume and uh, uh, just... Um, uh, Splurge here or there. That won't happen then. You know? A lot of this carbon is not really um, very fundamental and uh, uh, important and indispensable kind of consumption. It involves a lot of squandering of money. No? You squander money when you do not know the purpose of your life. Is that not obvious? Right? So, how is it that somebody, for example, is again, I'm, I'm saying, I'm uh, splurging money on, 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 on something that is uh, highly carbon intensive and not putting that money in a worthwhile project? Huh? So that's what needs to be asked. That well, you have this amount, why don't you put it there? Why don't you put it there? And when you put it there, you find that your hopes from this invested money have actually been realized. Even when we go out and uh, just waste money here and there, there is a certain hope associated. With this kind of wastage. The hope is that uh, this uh, spending will make us satisfied. No? So I am just throwing money. Thinking that this will give me satisfaction. Put it at the right place. Put it at the right place and then see whether or not you get the satisfaction. You put it at the wrong place. You get a lot of carbon without getting any satisfaction. Put it at the right place. You get satisfaction and very little carbon. Hmm. So that's one example. There could be several, several other examples, you know. Uh, okay, a more personal kind of example involving young people. Let's say two young people, uh, uh, a man and a woman, uh, they go out. And what is it that they do when they go out that tells a lot about the quality of their relationship, no? Now, these two do not know, I am hypothetically saying, who they are and hence how their relationship should be. Right? But they are attracted to each other as most young people are. So they go out and what are they doing? They are rushing in their car from place to place, spending money here, doing something there flying from here to there and you know emitting carbon if they could have a real relationship uh, by which I mean that if they could be real persons first of all only then can they have a real relationship then they'll have both real love and very little carbon you know? because then when the relationship is love deficient then it needs to be carbon intensive, right? You require huge hotels, you require all kinds of uh, orchestrations and and ornamentations, hmm? you require to move from place to place, you require to own a lot of things, right? Huh? So, all around you, you would have people in relationships, out of relationships, uh, in in between relationships, Can they be better individuals? If they can be better individuals in relationships, they will have a smaller carbon imprint. Does that sound like too fantastic? I do not know.